All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. Boys, the uh, the drinks have changed for this podcast episode. Yeah. I, who knows where this could go? Yeah, this is going to be this an interesting This has a whole one. new twist. It really is. There's certain places I would rather that it didn't go, but yeah, let's find out. <laughs> we'll see if wine takes us there. Yep. Yeah. As it's you crack open. As you crack open a sparkling Here's water. A sparkling water. Here we go. <laughs> Everyone listen. There we go. It's not a beer? I think with wine and sparkling water, we might actually develop British accents by the end of this episode. I am a LaCroix boy. (laughs) Yeah, why are you drinking bubbly? What are we doing here? (laughs) We're here to talk about the uh, EFL Cup shortened game week 28. Uh, Honestly, maybe this should just be the shortest episode we've ever done. This was... I told Brian earlier today, if it wasn't for... Liverpool losing uh, this I would this would have been the worst week of of football that I can remember in recent history there were some good games I'm not saying that but for me personally your fantasy this, lineup this fantasy team that I threw out there could could not I didn't get one offensive return one defensive return and it, and I had two players that I thought were playing they should have been playing, not play. One of them I took a minus four to bring in. Oh, no. no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. All right. Uh, regardless, it was brutal. Yeah. My team is not horrible, but none of them. Well, no. I mean, that's anything. what happens when the bottom three entering into a game week all win. And two of those three defeated two of the top three in the table. It's crazy. When we go through the Game Week 28 Dream Team, it will reflect just how crazy and upside down this uh, entire Game Week was. The average score in FPL was 26 points. I would have loved to have gotten 26 points. <laughs> hey, I got green arrows this week. I got into the 30s. We'll talk about I'm that as kidding. we get there. I'm not kidding. This is unreal. And and I had players out there like Vardy, Ings, Barnes, Cantwell, Martial, Richarlison, Gomez, Saiz. Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yeah, they're all good players. Wow. But not this past week. Wow, was that Now, Dave, I have a question bad. for you. Yeah. I, and I don't mean to have you, you know, air out all your laundry here on the pod. Sure. But what was, your, what was your game week score for your fantasy team? It was 16. 16 points. I guarantee you, I guarantee you my, my sports guessing team demolished that. 
Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and let you know now how your sports guessing team did as well. Okay. Your sports guessing team also gave you no offensive returns. Okay. It scored 17 points. Oh, wow, It Dave. still outscored it. You <laughs> lost to your own sports guessing team, which lost to the average. That's, wow. Uh, this is really bad. It's a good I'm telling thing. you right now. It's a good when... thing you still have Liverpool. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into the matches to find out exactly how that can happen, how Dave's team in real life fantasy and his sports guessing fantasy oh team gosh. could could add up to 33 points combined. So Brian, yeah, let's talk about game week 28. Let's get into this. Well, let's start with uh 20th place Norwich 1, 3rd place Leicester 0. There was rumors, Scott. Yeah. That Vardy might not be playing. Twitter, the Twitterverse was all over it. Brian sent a text to me. Have you seen Vardy might not be playing? Some guy is saying it. Some guy. That's, and that's about what it was. It was a guy. It was a guy who who clearly had some kind of insider information. Turns out that the guy who was just some guy uh, an hour before kickoff was more than just a guy. Vardy, that's, that's what this protocol thing has come to. Oh though. yeah. Vardy yes. practiced on Thursday. He was a full participant at practice on Thursday. Hmm. And uh, in training, uh, you know, yeah, I, I get it. Practice the American word yeah. there. Yeah, the wine, uh, the wine hasn't kicked in yet. That's right. Yeah. In training. So, bottom line is, I knew that there was a chance I could go with Vardy, but it, I mean that Vardy might not play. But I didn't know, and my my vice captain was going to be Trent Alexander Arnold. My my bench were guys like De Bruyne, Baldock, Henderson, and Obama Yang. Right. So, like. If I was going to make a move, I was going to end up having to get rid of someone I really didn't want to get rid of. Right. So I just didn't make a move. I said, well, you know what? I'll just have to take a zero, but Liverpool's playing at Watford. It can't be that bad. TAA's been on fire. Yeah. That was the stat of the entering into – well, I mean, it's been a stat for a long time. He hadn't blanked since, what, week 13, something like that, week 15. Yeah. He'd gone every match up to this point without without blanking. So I mean, it's whatever. Like it's, it's just extremely I, safe choice for sure. I just I just kept seeing things and I kept thinking to myself, I am the ultimate jinx. Yeah, what's with this? If I wouldn't have bought <laughs> Vardy, I said last pod, I think I'm gonna sell Aguero and go to Vardy. And everyone all of us sitting in this room would have patted you on the back and said yes, obviously. But I'm the jinx. What what happens? He mysteriously gets injured. No one knows. They keep it tight-lipped, and I have him as my captain. And then uh, Joe Gomez for Liverpool does doesn't start. He's been starting for how long? Yeah. Fitness issue. Yeah, obviously All, uh, precautionary Joe Gomez, too. Joe, Joe, Not even he might have been able to go if it was a, a match that mattered, which. Now, <laughs> all things considered, it sounds like though it was more of a we're just we're, we're playing it safe. And Klopp said we have this is what our this is what our our bench is for. This is what our this right. is what our team is for. We're we're just taking taking precaution here. It just it just was brutal. Harvey Barnes hits the post, has multiple shots on goal. Ianacho, Martial, Richarlison, both. Oh, you're both. jumping all over the league here. Man. I'm just no, I'm jumping all over my team. <laughs> I. Like I, I have to try to come up with the fact of how did I score 16 points? Yeah. Dave, the issue for you and the issue for anyone with Jamie Vardy now is the tension of still a remaining schedule that's outstanding, but with Brendan Rodgers saying it's a concern. 
yes, we we are looking into this. He he if he's not fine for Birmingham on Wednesday, he'll be fine for the game against Villa. It's something we hope will clear up soon. But he used the word concern to talk about Jamie Vardy's injury recurrence here. Yeah. So it's this is a really t- it's it's a bit like Traore for Traore owners. Like it's an it's injuries that you know it's it, a popular guy who has really good fixtures on the horizon, and it's you know that it could happen. It seems like uh, any team sheet that comes. Scott, up. bringing it back around to the game you introduced, I sold Traore for Harvey Barnes. Yeah, me too. And I considered captaining Harvey Barnes. Good, you and, didn't. And well, no, he would he would have scored more than Trent Barney. Alexander Arnold. <laughs> it would have been good. Barnes at least got two. The highest score on my team was none other than Todd Cantwell with a three. Good job. Interesting. The high score. Should've captain, I should have captained captain Cantwell. him. Yeah. Well, there were two defenders, of all things, uh, for Norwich to make the dream team. Jamal Lewis, after a nice goal. Uh, Great scored, strike. Scored yeah. 15 fantasy points. And Max Aarons uh, also made the dream team with 11 points of his own. I, this, is, this is so irrelevant, but... I mean, let let me ask you this question. So the the thing that always happens every year, the 20th place team in the table always finds a way to win a match in February or March at some point. They they win one. They luck into one, right? Sure. And then the talk becomes, is this the start of something? Will we see them dig their way out of the relegation zone? It's happening right now for Norwich coming off this result. Do you give any hope to Norwich doing that this season? This is what I feel like we talked about this. Or maybe maybe it was something I wanted to talk about and it remained uh, unspoken. <laughs> well, no, just in the in talking about it weeks ago with the the upcoming fixtures for Aston Villa and Bournemouth and how bad their close of the season is. You know, Villa Villa seems a bit hopeless to me. I don't see how, given their schedule, how they do it. Bournemouth, this was their best chance. I mean, this weekend was a great chance for them. And yeah. To come away with a draw, like it's great to get a point. A point for them is better than a loss. But I mean, they had. I mean, that's a game they need to finish. I think Villa. I think Villa might be able to scrap their way that their way out. They're only three points behind the Sky Roaches, right? And and I can only hope that. Like, if I could pick teams to go down, it'd be the Sky Roaches, Bournemouth, and Norwich. I'd love to see. You want, Watford, you want Bournemouth Villa. to go down? You really want Norwich to go down? I don't want Norwich to leave. I like this team. I, there's no way they stay up. I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm saying that they have the schedule to be able to. If there's a, if there's a team that can do it, I mean, theirs is much more friendly for being able to do that than it is for Bournemouth or or, or Villa. Or Villa. No, I know. No, I, I, there's nothing to hate really of Norwich. I, I like them. I just don't think they can at this point. So there's two things. One, I think this is Scott. You're gonna hate this. All right. That, for what it's worth, going into this weekend, Max Aaron's had the largest disparity between real life points and expected fantasy points for the for the season. He was nearly he was underperforming by almost forty points based on expected projections. For what it's worth, these things can mm-hmm. even themselves out. I mean, this is something that uh, he's he's been an excellent player for them. I know you're. You, yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, you, I know you love. I know you love how much this actually matters for what he <laughs> uh, did in real life. But what, no, what I'm saying is, like, he's been an excellent player for them, and Norwich's defense has been terrible. Uh, he won't be playing for Norwich. He'll have to sell him. There's, pe- there's teams coming to get Max Aaron's. 
Well, I'm sure, yeah, he. Well, yeah, they they would. I'm sure they want to keep him. Uh, if but. Norwich go down, there will be four to five young players on that squad who will probably stay in the Premier League next year with yeah, other clubs. I agree. I mentioned Ianacho earlier. Uh, I, that was the the brief reference I wanted to make to the VAR call. It's the same call we've seen all season long. The hand was used in the build up to the goal. Yes, Ianacho probably didn't. I, mean, I don't think he intended to use his hand in any way right. there, but that's not what this is about. It happened. The goal was disallowed, and that's why Lester didn't get a point in this match. Um, Lester's struggling a little bit. You asked about a month ago if Liverpool had broken them, and I think time has now told maybe a little. They're still not right. Yeah, maybe a little. I don't know. Like, like what's where? Madison's been so quiet. Madison. Well, I mean, even Telemans didn't yeah, even start this match. This match. Look, they, like I, I just, I, I just, I don't know why. I really like the whole of Leicester's players. I, I just don't know why they're not able to start coming up to, for the results, and they're starting to fade. I, I just, in they, fact, I don't think they'll make top four. I just think they did, they did a lot to be able to win here, and and didn't do it. Yeah, I don't know that. I mean, Ianacho is extremely close. Pratt hits the bar. I mean, I Barnes hit the bar or post. Yeah, I mean, it's they, they had. I mean, they had the chances. They took. I mean, they outshot Norwich nineteen to eleven. I mean, they did mostly what they needed to do. They just didn't. They just didn't seal the deal. I mean, something it, about these night matches at Norwich against top top well, four clubs. I, told, I think I told this to my brother, and we'll move on from this. Norwich has like they have enough talent on a. They they play their best matches against City, against Liverpool, against Arsenal, against Leicester, against Chelsea. Norwich shows up for those matches more than any other, and especially for all, every game they've played those big teams at home. It has been beyond tough for the for the bigger club. It doesn't. I mean, and Norwich has beaten a few of them, so it, it does not surprise me. Their wins are against the harder teams. It's against the lesser teams they've struggled with, which is. Which is odd. Yeah. I know we've mentioned his name a couple of times before, but Duda for Norwich again. I mean, his influence in the midfield is huge for them. I don't necessarily, I mean, don't, you can, can't really see him as a FPL asset, but no, I just think it makes a huge difference. Even this match, this was the first, maybe the first time. I'd have to see the, the lineup, the, the team sheets from before, but pretty sure this was the first time it was Cantwell, Buendia, Puki, and Duda leading the you know on the in the in the front for them so that to me is really good uh, you know this match he's you know 90 percent pass accuracy you know accurate on three of seven crosses like the guy is just and he had the most shots for hmm. for norwich in the match he finished with three shots so duda is the guy that i think is really you know able, i think solidifying what was a really bad spot for them and can only help them the rest of the, the rest of the way. Watford, 19th place entering the weekend, three. First place Liverpool, nil. Wow. What happened, Scott? Two Hornets make the dream team. As I was cracking champagne, <laughs> celebrating with the 03-04 Arsenal team. The Invincibles are still yeah. invincible. How many matches that season did you watch, Dave? I watched zero. Yeah, well, yeah. But, but I, you, you entered into that heritage. I, I can appreciate. Yeah. And honestly, any Liverpool fan will tell you at this moment right now, 
Uh, wow. I mean, look, Liverpool's gotten more wins and been more dominant on the on their title run. Like Brian said, they won it in October. But I think this just goes to show how how mentally draining and tough it can be yeah. to just go unbeaten, right? Yeah, for sure. Like you don't have to be perfect, even draw a match, but just go unbeaten. That's hard to do. Well, they were doing both for not all season necessarily, but they've been doing well, both Well, and Liverpool right had a win streak going too. Yeah, 19 matches. That was filthy. It's ridiculous. So last time they lost a match was over a year ago. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, and it in has... In the league. In the league. Right, right, There have right, been right. some Champions League losses that for the most part Cup haven't losses. mattered. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, it, it has weighed on them. They haven't looked right not quite right, especially since their two-week break, their winter break. Last few matches have been a struggle for them against against competition they really should have dominated. So this just kind of went a little further than that, obviously. A three-goal loss at Watford. Uh, Ismail Assar is the highest scorer in the entire game week. Yeah, it had to be one of the highest scores of the season. Yeah, 19 points. And uh, Troy Deeney, one of your top two forwards in the game week as well. Just goes to show you can't always trust matchup to know what your players are going to get you in fantasy. No, no. I tell you what's wild is, and I know no one's going to believe me when I say this, but that morning I had to work Saturday. And so I was going to turn it on and watch a little bit of it on my lunch break. And as I was kind of queuing it up and I saw it and I look, and I was looking at the lineups and for whatever reason, I didn't really care. I didn't have a fantasy player for Watford, but I looked at Watford's lineup and I'm like, okay, they brought in Feminia. He had been out with an injury. So Dawson's not playing right back. Messina's on the other side. And then I, I just saw like across the middle with De La Faye, Sar in the wings, Dini up front. And then uh, I can't remember who was playing in, in the middle of the pitch. I don't think it was Decore, but bottom line is, no, he was definitely in I'm like, that's a team that can really compete on, on one day. Just give them one day, like their best day. They could do something, and I know no one's going to believe me, but I thought to myself, watch Watford go out and get a win today. Yeah. And it's fine. It's easy to say after it happened. Right. I'm just telling you, I actually thought that whether you choose to believe me or not. <laughs> sure. I don't. Okay. I'm just okay. Kidding. I'm just okay. I'm just it's kidding. fine. I get I it. think that's more your uh, disdain for Liverpool's season speaking than your belief in Watford. But the reality is Watford went out and they got this, and, and Saar and Dini were a big part of that. And that's why they're in the dream team. All of our Liverpool assets returned nothing. What? One I mean, or two. I just feel like they've been the comparison for, you know, when we've talked about what the ways that Liverpool have, when we, when you talk about the luck of their season, there is, there's hardly another match to point to than the last time they played Watford to say like Watford really took it to them last time. And we're and we're really unlucky to not come away with something. They came away with completely nothing in that match. So not that you would expect it to completely flip on its head the second time, but no. And this is after De La Feu blew his leg up. Right. De La Feu was just a wrecking the Alexander Arnold side for uh, for all thirty minutes before he. No, it's before true. Before he destroyed his leg. Every so, Watford attack was going down that left hand. And part side. of it, I'm sure, part of it is Lovren is just. You know, I don't want to use a popular expression to say the Lovren is just going to Lovren. <laughs> but no, I mean, it was not. I mean, that obviously didn't help. But I, but the rest of it, I mean, I, I don't think you can blame Lovren and a lackluster defensive performance and bad giveaways on Liverpool taking 
seven shots, being outshot 14 to seven. One shot on goal. Robertson has the only shot on target. So that, I mean, yeah, I mean, just good on Watford. It was just they came to play and they they finished this time. Any, it's the big difference. Any Hornets you're bringing in following this result, Dave? Uh, SAR should be a consideration. Sorry. And, and 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 possibly Dini too. I I don't know. I look. I'm going to consider it. I know that they're going out. Look. I, I guess it just depends on consistency. Do you feel like this Watford team can produce these types of performances? I I don't know how great I feel about that. But they did when Nigel Pearson first came into the team, and then they've had some matches where they've been down. Now the last five matches or so. It, so I guess the Sar, question is... Sar, before he got hurt, had turned in 7-5 and a 6. So he had gone three games, well, in, in two games before that, so really four out of five matches, he had a 13 He had a thirteen added to that. Right. So And then he got hurt, and then he had 21 minutes last week, and now he got a full start, and he slams off with 19 against arguably the best and defense was subbed in the off. league. And was subbed off. So early. my point being is, yeah, Sar's a consideration. A 6-2 as a midfielder? Yeah. I'm really considering that. I, I don't see why not. This that Watford team, which is fighting for in the relegations fight. They Scott, are. we've covered this before. You want teams who don't who They have something to play for. Yeah. And they're willing to play for. And you're telling me that Watford team right. with Deeney looking like he's gonna choke slam anyone if mm-hmm. they screw up. And I, hey, those guys are playing for Pearson. Yeah. It's been a different team since Pearson walked in. And yeah. a lot of people say, What's what's Watford doing? With Got a fantasy relevant question for you then, Dave. Okay. Sar or Grealish? I hate Grealish's schedule. Okay. Grealish is a more creative player, but Sar is a midfielder playing like a striker. Sure. Just like Martial technically is listed. Yeah. Richarlison. Uh, Richarlison. Right yep. I really like those guys. Okay. I w- at this moment, I would go with uh with Sar. Brian, do you agree? Yeah, I kind of do. I I I mean, I love Jack Grealish. Right, and and, and, and this in no way is throwing shade on Grealish for me. It definitely, especially right now, I mean, for me, I mean, I would be able to, you'd make some money almost no matter what, no matter what amount that you got Grealish for. So, yeah, I think on, I think the schedule is the thing that really sways it for me. The one concern with Saar is The schedule, even though Saar just did 19 on Liverpool. Yeah, I just think that, I, I mean... So the thing with with his injury, I mean, it was they were so careful with it, and one of the things Nigel Pearson specifically talked about is he he said he's a sprinter, and so when he had a hamstring issue, it was we are going to treat this as delicately as we can because it's worse for a guy like him. So if that you know they are going to be so careful with him. The tough thing now, though, for them is depending, you know, how bad is De La Feu's knee? If De La Feu yeah. is done for what looks like, you know, I would guess the uh, maybe the calendar year is okay. the way that injury looked. Yeah. Do you usually cry when you get an injury? Like, you know what I'm saying? He was he was covering I, his face is what I'm saying. Like, what I, I just think that he's so much more important to what they're doing now. Same with Roberto Pereira. I mean, they're going to need both of those guys to be fit and healthy and so the one concern would be Grealish has not had an injury and we've already seen Sar miss multiple matches with one so that would be the one thing but yeah I don't know how you you know I I would prefer Sar right now. 
We're going to take a short commercial break, not really a commercial break, uh, just a quick diversion from what we're here to do. Dave, I, I hear you tapping away in the background. I believe you're typing a message to our newest Patreon supporter as we speak. Isn't that, I, the, isn't I, that That's the exactly what I was yeah. doing. Well, I have Slack I up. know. Listen, Scott gives me this look like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you like, making so much noise? I'm hearing all this, this typing. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh, Ben Stiller movie. Uh, me, it's like meet the meet the fuckers. No, which one? Meet the parents. It's no, it's the first one. The first one. Meet, uh, meet the fucker. No, no, he was fucker. Meet the parents. Meet the, meet the, the first one. Is meet the parents? Yeah, that no, was it the was first not one. meet the parents. Meet the parent is the first one. It was then not it's a parents. It, stop. <laughs> Stop being a jackhole. <laughs> Little Stop. Fockers was the was the last one. No, that was the Oscar nominated movie this past year. This is dumb. Ben Stiller when he was oh went to the airport. Secret and, Life of Walter Mitty. Stop. And he was talking to the agent at the gate at the airport, and she was oh, furiously typing scene. away. Yeah. That's and the he's look, standing there forever. That's the look that Scott gave me as I was typing. I, like, I, I was Ben Stiller. Yeah, I like and that. And you were looking at me like, yeah. I'm the crazy lady yeah. typing. Well, because Brian's talking, and you're tapping away over there. <laughs> but hey, you were tapping away for a good cause. Last week, we ended our pod with a with a reminder that we have a Patreon site. Yeah. Multiple tiers available, and uh, we have a, a listener who has joined uh, as a patron uh, on our Patreon a, site. A long-time listener, right? Yeah, absolutely. She's been following along with us on social media, interacting with us for a long time. Diane, we're grateful to have you yes. on board. And Welcome aboard! As part of being a, a patron of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, she's also just been added to our Slack workspace, which is how you... And that's what I was... Yeah. Typing away at. Hopefully, yep. so she'll see all. She feels welcome, as I said. Currently, we're recording, so she'll see everything that we do in between podcast episodes, especially during matches. Everything we have to say. Honestly, she's probably after about maybe a day or two going to realize <laughs> this might be a mistake. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably, probably. But hey, as part of that too, you get a mention on our podcast, and so Diane, we are grateful to have you. Yes, we are. As a listener, as a supporter, uh, and I hope that we can only continue to uh, put together a podcast that you uh, will continue to enjoy. Like so. Brother Matt already said in the Slack channel, finally, maybe we have someone who can make some sense. You know, we have said that after everyone we've added to our Slack workspace has joined us. So far, it hasn't helped. It's only well, added to I have to the... faith in Diane. We've got a good community on here, No, though. it's fantastic. It's a great, it's, it's great a brotherhood. Time. A brother slash sisterhood. It's a familyhood. It's a... <laughs> It's the fuckers. <laughs> no, but but reality, the reality is we talk all the time about people like Brother Matt, and we talk yeah. about Andrew the Ref. That's right. And we talk about some others, you know, Drew, so, hey, who's well, guest hosted on this podcast. Yeah, so we'll have they're to, all on that Slack workspace. All star listener Ryan and Barry. That's right. Um, that's right. Maybe we'll have to come up with something for D Diane. She'll have to. That's we'll have true. to get a. A nickname for Diane. We'll have to figure it out, Diane. Well, next week we're going to do it at one of our usual podcast segments in Diane's honor. Diane, we'll be reaching out to you during the week. We're going to put that together for next week. That also comes along with being a supporter at a certain tier of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. Patreon.com slash FSFC. Feel free to check it out. Join Diane. Join us in what it is that we're here to do. Now. I have a, some, I have a question. Actually, I have two things. That, this, that, <laughs> I, I was really building up to something there, Brian. Oh. Doggone it. Yeah, doggone it. All right, go ahead.
Well, just to wrap up Watford and Liverpool. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me right now? I, two things. One, does the what does this loss do anything for you in any way about anyone that you own from Liverpool? No, not yet. Okay. Now, this could go in one of two directions, and I'm very much open to either one potentially happening. This could be the start of a little bit of a of a slid uh, of a of a skid, a slide for Liverpool. A slid. A slid. A skid and a slide. You know slide. what? Can you just Together. let me Can you just let that go, please? Nope. It is now in there. <laughs> I wanted to not cut that. I know Listen, what you meant. <laughs> you say one word wrong around here. I know. Uh, or it could just be a one match thing. As Klopp said, now they can play freely because the the streaks are over, and now they can just go ahead and race their way to the title. I'm open to either one potentially happening. I'm not going to panic either way. It's a 22 point lead as we sit here. I'm in interested the table. though. Yeah, I'm I'm more of thinking about like what it does for you know. Are they going to rotate do all more. of a sudden? Do they now? Do they care about the FA Cup now? Oh yeah, like, a treble. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, youngsters, you got us this far. Thank you. Now we're gonna see. It some sounded more. like Virgil. Yeah, it sounded like Virgil post match was was anticipating playing yeah. against Chelsea in the yeah. FA Cup. Yeah. So yeah, there's no way that there's no way yeah. that the, the first team isn't playing. Right at after Stanford the fourth Bridge. round, I thought they'd play the kids until they were eliminated, but now I'm changing my mind and I'm thinking they might go for it and see what happens. It is at Stanford Bridge. It, it's gonna be it'll be an interesting they match. Have a chance to win a treble. But I think what might be nice is that the FA Cup is coming perfectly. Don't worry about the Premier League. Now you've got a one and done match in a cup knockout, you know, fi- uh, a knockout cup competition. You got to play for everything in that match, and that might be the best thing for them to not think about this stretch of league matches that they've got left to win the title. Just go play that one match and give it everything you got, and see if that helps you bounce back. I just wonder if that that streak that they're on, trying to do something that was historic, wasn't giving them that extra edge that they needed most matches. In other words, I almost wonder if I'd go the other way of saying, yeah, it might be a relief. But I wonder if it wasn't that one thing that really kept them sharp. It's possible for, for most games. It's possible because and if was... they go two or three in a row, I think we all bail on Liverpool until they find it again. Well, I'm not ready to bail, but I mean, I... no, I'm not either. But I'm saying well, if I mean, they are gone, going to I go mean... on a, if they're going to go on a slid, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Right? Then you want to get off Liverpool, right? Well, they. I mean, it is kind of two in a row. I mean, the what? I mean, West Ham. You kind of felt like. You know, it was moving a certain direction. I mean, it, it did take a Fabianski. Yeah, I mean, that was the turning point. Schoolboy gaff. Yeah, that no offense. Schoolyard, school right? So no, I'm. I mean, it's not that they. I mean, I'm not expecting them to lose to Bournemouth this weekend. I mean, that's impossible, right? That will never. <laughs> that can never ever. Happen. Brian, knock it off. But no, what I'm saying is. <laughs> I just, I, I'm only asking. I am not. I am I not actively looking no, to no, sell anyone a, that I own. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I can't even get rid of Firmino right now, and I would happily do that you know, to move to someone else. But I'm, I'm just curious. And the second thing is, I figured it out. It was Night at the Museum too. Yeah, Stop it. it was. It was not. Yeah. That's what you're thinking. He left the museum. Be, it had to have been meet the No, he, he ended his shift at the museum early to get to the airport to do the thing that Brian... And where yeah. else, other than a museum, would you see someone clacking away on a typewriter? Yeah, that's true. Come it on. was Meet the Parents. Oh, it was Meet the Parents. So, number two. The second in the series. Yeah. It's a great movie. West Ham 3. They were 18th heading into the weekend. Southampton 1. Hey, the Hammers' should... efforts led by two midfielders who made the dream team, Mikhail Antonio and Pablo Fornals. Hey, Fornals, that guy. Brian, you love him. 
How much do you heart him as West Ham is your second London team? He's that just you one follow? of those guys that everyone keeps asking for, and it took him a while to finally get consistent. Do you heart him enough minutes. to own him? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, I, I, as long as his hamstrings are intact, I do think that Antonio is worth uh, a, a consideration. Uh, Four nulls his last two games, six and a nine yeah, he's, against Liverpool yeah, and Southampton. He's, he's creative. He's been he's been excellent for them. West Ham's the, schedule is kind of tough though. Right, it's not great. That's the big thing with them. So I mean, I I'm not. That's why I'm not actively trying to figure out a way to get Four nulls for sure. I feel like if I was going to pick one, I would want to find a way to get uh, to get Antonio. You're talking about whether saying, you want Four nulls or or Sar. Antonio has had. I mean, his highest, his five highest scoring games all season are the game he just played with an 11, six, five, and a four. He, he's got a bunch of nothing this season. Yeah, because he's had a bunch of injury this season, which is why I said as long as his hamstrings are intact. I just think he's, and, and well, while, risk. He's, while he's had, while he's had, he's had a ton of injury issues. There's, there's a ton of risk in a guy like that. But you see what kind of a wrecking ball he is. He obliterated those guys. All right. Well, tell me about this Jared Bowen, Brian. Bowen is a uh, signing from Hall. From Hall and was outstanding for Hall. And everyone's really excited about him. 16 so much goals in the championship. David Moyes had to say, and seven assists. And David Moyes had to say, hey, if we're looking for a, a guy from Hall, a Hall boy to come in here and save our season, then we're doing it wrong. Basically had to just say... <laughs> He's young. I like what I've seen from him, but just hold your horses. Like we're gonna, we want him to, to feel his way into the league, and we're gonna take it easy on him. And they threw him I out mean, there, and he got out there, and he he's doing things. He he put Snodgrass on the bench, and he did some things. No, it, the reality is, if they're gonna save the season, it needs to come from guys like Fornals, Antonio, and Sebastian Allaire. Where is Felipe Anderson? I don't know that Has guy's that guy head. No, his head's out of the game. So and he's looked terrible. I mean, he didn't look great in the time that he was out there for Liverpool. I mean, he did, I mean, when while while he was playing against Liverpool, he he had a couple of moments, but other than that, just looked like most of the time. I feel like I was saying, "What are you doing? Why are you taking so long?" So here, I mean, he ends up on the bench to start this match too. So no, I like that there are guys like this who are. I mean, they were on this. I mean, they were West Ham was up for this. Uh oh, what's his name? What's the Southampton manager? Hasenhudel was obviously not impressed with uh with the way they won or the way West Ham won this game. He just said it says that he said we lost on a couple long balls. <laughs> like like he just felt like they were not they just weren't up for it. Interesting. <clears throat> Sounds like a little bit of sore losing there. Yeah. So it was a little bit. We talked a lot about Bournemouth. Let's actually discuss their match now. Bournemouth two, Chelsea two. Wait, can I say another Are Hammers you thing? Really doing this right now? I just listen. One, you don't want to talk about Danny Ings getting benched again? Yes, I was going to bring Ings? that up. Do you own Ings, Ings needs to be discussed. Yes, I own Ings. Obafemi scores the goal here for Southampton. Yeah, Ing- Ings doesn't start again. Yeah, because that, of an a, unreported midweek injury. Another one. Look, 
Ainge, he's already he's already not been great for the last like seven weeks or six something. weeks. He has one offensive return in six weeks. Right, and now this is a, is this the second benching? This is an issue. Week? I got to get out of it. I'm telling you, it's me. Since I've owned him, he's done. <laughs> it is me. I am the jinx. I mean, Dave. To be honest, I think you might. I think you might be right. I know I'm right. The Dream Team scored a, a total of 137 points. Now, the average, again, was super low. It was 26. This Dream Team is garbage. But you had the chance to pick two teams this weekend. Your team and the sports guessing team, and you got them both wrong. You picked 22 players wrong. So, <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I'm not trying Isn't to pile ridiculous? on. ridiculous? And there was a lot of goals. Yeah, 137 could, is a lot. Couldn't yeah. get any of them. Yeah. Not a one. Yeah. <laughs> Screw me. West Ham, my, my captain, Mark Noble, on the sports guessing team uh, gets nothing in West well, not No part of the West Ham three goals. So I had an above average week only because Ings is joined in my front line by Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Raul Jimenez, and yep. both of them scored this weekend. Look at you. Very yeah, well. Good. Very good. But is it time to get out of the Ings business? The I schedule did. is so good. I did. And I feel almost nothing about it. I, I am so indifferent to it because I feel like... Who'd you go to? I went to Jota. Huh. So, and I, I part of that is I feel like Ings scores a goal. And this Wolves form is just really good. I agree. It is, and but I, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that move. Why? Because I have Raul. You're right. right. And so that was and the big thing. And I ECL. So what I was going to ask right. you is, I don't have any of them, but I want to get rid of Ings right now. And so do I, Brian, if you... Don't buy Jota, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, beg- I'm begging you. <laughs> please don't. I'm looking at Jota, Jimenez, and DCL. Of course you are, because how can you not? Uh, these guys are all the, they are all the players they probably if not if they haven't gone up in price already they're about to stick with the Bamiang, Aguero and Vardy just just do us all a favor stick with those three and just jinx yeah keep jinxing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the only guy I can't jinx <laughs> he, he's by far the highest transferred player in right now yeah, Aubameyang, yeah, that's for sure. So that's one guy that you even I need you, to keep. Even, even you couldn't jinx him. I can't him two jinx weeks him. Jeez. Um, all right, so Ings like this this is not great. I don't love I don't love that they have. For the record, Brian is waving at his entire computer screen. Right I am now. I am pointing at a at a screen that includes my notes and my team and I'm just saying <laughs> He's circling Danny, Danny Ings' Ings's name with his hand. I don't I don't love it. He's still doing it. And, and what Southampton have coming up you know, this was one of the why are you doing this to me? This they have to play Newcastle at home. You know what you're going to get from Newcastle. Right. Right? Right. You you know you're going to get a defensively compact Newcastle team that does not... I don't like any of this. <laughs> then they have to play at Norwich. So yeah. right now, both of those look very green on here. Right. But so was West Ham. So I'm mm. not saying that Southampton's just going to keep crap in the bed every time they have a chance but true or false southampton is tied for second worst in goals conceded on the season i would say it's false 
I stopped listening. I'm sorry. Do you think that Southampton is tied for second worst in goals conceded this season? Do I think Southampton is tied for second worst? It wouldn't surprise me. They are. The answer is I figured, true. I figured tied for second They've didn't come out of nowhere. They've conceded 51 goals this season, the same as Norwich. Only Aston Villa is worse than them. I don't I, like. I made the dumbest possible move going into this week to take to roll the dice on on McCarthy as a goalkeeper. I needed a second goalkeeper. He was the best. He's the, the lowest. McCarthy is terrible. He is not. That's the same goalkeeper standing in his own goal catching a ball two yes. weeks ago. Yes, it is. I'm pretty sure he had a, a kind that of a rough. Guaida. No, that was McCarthy. He caught the ball in the Ings goal? moved out of the way. Oh, yes. So yes. that McCarthy could catch the oh, ball yes. in the goal. Yes. So that was, I'm pretty yes. sure McCarthy had a blunder to, uh, this weekend, too. Yes, he did. He had an error that led to the Allaire goal. Yeah. Because he tried to jump and catch Allaire's head. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't try to catch anything. He like went straight up like he's a a, a a basketball center playing terrible defense and didn't have a chance to get the ball on he that. He was 4.4 4, he, he was the cheapest starting goalkeeper in, in He needed FPL. to take a, a page out of what was it Eder No, who was the goalkeeper that knocked out was it Ederson last week? Knocked out Ianacho? Who who was that? Yeah, he needed to go in like Ederson, concuss some people. I like that, Dave. There you go. Armchair yeah. concussions. I love it. I'm just saying I this I don't know I don't know why you're putting a bunch of eggs in the Saints basket I whenever agree. they've had whenever they've had uh they've had some letdowns here. Okay. This the last thing is that Ngakia started again. Yeah. Uh at, at in the back. Doesn't Second matter. straight start. It's just that he's a four dollar defender. Who? Do you know how many points he's made? He's scored in three matches. Who? I'm just I'm talking Jeremy about Jeremy Ngakia. Ngakia? N-G-A-K-I-A. Dave doesn't watch Hammers matches. I'm just saying it's a $4 defender who is, he's, as long as Ryan Fredericks is out, which the expectation is at sometime in, in uh, April, mid-April is when they expect to have Ryan Fredericks back. You have a guy who is going to probably continue to start uh, for West Ham in that position that costs $4. By the way, Dave, I don't blame you for not watching Hammers matches. No, Hammers I, fans. Hammers fans don't yeah, want to they're watch Hammers protesting matches. Their, they're protesting right now. They don't like anything. That's Look, I don't bad. feel bad. He's only played the last two games, so that's what Sure. That's what. Brian. No, but now you know. But now I know. Permission to move on? Yeah, let's get out of this. Please. Bournemouth 2, Chelsea 2. Uh, the only Dream Team member from this match... Marcus Alonso, highest scoring defender with 16 fantasy points. What are you going to do, Brian? You going to own him? Well, first, let's be honest. It should have been goal Giroux assist Reese James on his first goal. Should be. Right. So Giroux hits the post, and and Alonso makes a great play. It's a, a very on, reactive header. Yes, yeah, on great a, on instincts. A, on a ball off the post. Yep. But yeah, that's, so the the quotes from Frank Lampard, the question was whether the advantage of a system with Alonzo and Reese James playing as as wingbacks. So having three at the back and letting them play further forward. And he said, Frank Lampard said, yeah, it's a system that's worked well for us quite a few times this season. It gives us stability. The three center backs, you move the ball well that you can and you can control games. We did manage to control once we settled into the game and livened up. It helps in a system like that. But he also said 
I'm happy for Marcus, but when I think that my left back is the one scoring the two goals, and he scored our last goal in the league as well, you're creating that many chances in between. You have to question why we're not finishing them. Yeah. Obviously, he does not want Marcus Alonso to be their primary source of goal. But he's not complaining. No, of course not. He wants. He of course he needs them. Alonso could have had. A, he could have had a hat trick. He probably should have had a hat trick in this game. He should have. He should have. He had seven shots. He took more shots than anyone else in the game. Oh well, uh, Matt Ritchie had seven too, but he didn't score. All right, two so goals. Alonso has played a total of like five or six games all season, and he scored like seventy-one points. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> yeah, he's. I'm he's not kidding at all. He's averaging nine points of. A he start. has. He has a fourteen and eleven, a eight and a sixteen, in route to it with a couple fives sprinkled in. I'm serious. Yeah. Do if you know, he plays, he's doing well. Yeah. I, I don't know what I don't know what to do with this. Nothing. But I will tell you what eight hundred and something like eight hundred and ninety six people did. They triple captained him. No, not that many. I'm gonna refer to this as this week's dumb mass move of the week. Ah. Now it's not really fair to say this to them because, well, the reality is it worked out really well for these 896 who did okay. this. But 896 people captained Marcus Alonso. That's impossible. That's according to official 896 FPL. people captained Alonso? Yeah. What are they Those doing? Are, you, you know what that is? Scott, do I get to guess what a number? That's 896 teams that had him captained on the first day of the season, <laughs> and the captain stayed on him all season. They lucked into 32? Yes. You know, a, a captain Alonzo scored only one point less than both of your teams this week, Dave. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> Listen, we said this the last time he was doing good. When, when Emerson got hurt earlier in the season, we knew for sure that he was going to be out for like four or five weeks. What happened to Emerson, by the way? That's a great question. He's healthy. The best you can say is fallen out of favor in the Frank Lampard Chelsea. If they do move to this, it put, first, it put Azpilicueta way back. It It does. And you saw what Reese James, I'd say of the two players, yes, you got things from Alonso, but Reese James was the one that was doing most of the creating. So I so I, to me that's I would still prefer to have him for five dollars even than Marcus Alonso, knowing that they could switch back at any point and he could not and he could not have that job soon. But to you know to the you know it's hard not to say it's worth a, a look considering the results. What scares me is this: they went to this sort of bec- in lieu of not having Conte on the field, N'Golo Conte. He's coming back. On because in doing so, there's more focus in the outsides, and I don't know. I, I think I, I had heard someone else allude to this. Uh, give me for I can't you know give you all my sources, but if Angolo Conte's out there, they're not playing three at the back, and so hmm. that cha- that takes Alonso off the pitch. Conte's supposed to be coming back, expected return date in two weeks, so. I'm just saying I want to throw that out there if anyone does go by Alonzo. I'm considering it, but it does, like Scott said, what are you going to do? Scott says, no, you're not going to do anything. He's probably right because that that concerns me, that Conte might be back and 
in two weeks, and that would probably mean Alonzo goes back to the bench. Yeah, if Conte comes back, yeah, that definitely. I mean, that gives them an option. I just wonder. I mean, their their issue is is like like Lampard said, they're not clinical up front, and then they weren't clinical at the back. So it's either a red card or like thirty points for Alonzo every week. That's the other part of this is that he's he's a lunatic, <laughs> and so you know, yeah, you hope that he doesn't do what he did in the in the. Champions League against Bayern where he's not going to be playing the next time that they that they play. I mean everyone in Chelsea's was cursing his name after that after that loss. Like worst player we've ever had and then all of a sudden like he saves them in the league. Like it's the most burning love-hate relationship with this guy and I to me I just I I, yeah. I get it. The other issue is they're going to lose uh, Jorginho for two matches because he got his 10th yellow card. That's another issue for them because they don't know for sure. They hope N'Golo Conte's back. But now you're going to have, like, you're, you have Jorginho definitely out against Everton and Villa. So two of those matches, like, basically their midfield engine is not going to be there. So that's, that is another, that's another concern. Plus, you have guy. I mean, you have so many people fighting for that spot that can play where Alonzo does. I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, yeah, good on him for doing what he did in here. But. Setting that up nicely, Brian, because uh, feels like maybe fourth place is a little bit of a tenuous spot for them. United and Wolves are coming. We saw that today. Let's start with Everton one, United one. This was a match filled with juicy storylines coming out of it. Where do you want to begin? Start with David De Gea. David. Yeah, he he had a rough day today. He had one of those situations where I'm tempted to call it Benteke-level wastefulness, but I'm not sure that's quite the right way to describe it. I'll tell you, it was his best Simone Mignolet. (laughs) (laughs) He held on to the ball for so long that Dominic Calvert-Lewin was able to run all the way up and back heel... The last goalkeeper I saw do something that stupid, it was Claudio Bravo. Honestly, that's who that that's who it was. Mm. That's Claudio Bravo level stupidity. DCL did that jump up, turn your back to the goalkeeper, stick your foot out, hope it makes contact, and it did, and the ball deflected straight into the net. What a fluke <laughs> goal yeah. to start this match. Rough day for David De Gea. It was a good balance though for Calvert Lewin because he it was a fluke goal that he got at the beginning and it was an arguable a little bit at the end. You're right, Brian. Uh, David De Gea did get a little bit uh, of of revenge or payback at the end of the match. Uh, DCL had a goal uh, initially uh, in at the end of this match as well, but uh, uh, David De Gea was saved by VAR. Uh, Gilfie was pulling over Charleston in the in the penalty area, sitting down. I thought for sure this was Richarlison. When I saw someone <laughs> sitting down in the six-yard box, yeah. Uh, for Everton, I thought for sure it was Richarlison, but uh, Gilfie, unfortunately, getting in David De Gea's, quote, line of vision, Which end quote, and I, uh, ruling that goal out. I understand that he was in an offside position and the ball went by him, but he never touched it. And because he was sitting down, was he really in the line of sight of De Gea as De Gea is standing? So that's my issue with it. So that ball, I think I think United maybe by the letter of the law, they called it proper. But man, that seemed like a goal to me. 
Well, I would disagree simply because that ball was rolling along the pitch. Gilfie had to move his feet out of the way after the deflection. Right. De Gea was going the wrong way, but he clearly was seeing it the whole way, and then the deflection happened, and it went in. No, but he just snuck could, in the goalpost. I'm not sure that is a line of vision thing after yeah, that but, deflection. I agree with you right. a little bit on That's that. That's exactly right. But at the same time, you do have a player sitting down in front of the goalkeeper, straight on, like he is right in between where DCL takes the shot, and De Gea is standing, looking at the shot coming yeah. at him. So, yeah, it's a tricky one. Uh, and you know what? Uh, clearly, Ancelotti is is thinking like you, Dave, because he, he took a red card after this match, uh, arguing his case. Hey, Raj Men and Blazers had a great tweet. I don't remember exactly what it said, but I just remember in my mind, Thank I thought you for telling that us was about amazing. This tweet. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's, that's great. And that's the analysis that people listen to this pod for. Is the, I remember that, that thing that guy crap. said. Yeah. It was great, but was, I can't tell you exactly super, what it was. It was great. You know, he posted a video of Ancelotti, uh, you know, the NBC coverage of Ancelotti going up to Scott. You always know the referees names. Don't you know who the referee in this match was? Scott. Chris Cavanaugh. He goes up to Chris Kavanaugh, and he says, uh, "I, I, well, I don't know what he says. I think he tells him that uh, his mom is a blank, and his uh, daughter is a blank, and his his grandma is a blank, and he can't see blank or something." Ancelotti told Kavanaugh something so much so I've never seen this before. In the middle of the pitch, right in front of the referees, Kavanaugh takes one step back, draws a red card like it's a gun, and raises it in the air as if to fire it and tell him, uh, off you go. He told him, off you go, three times. I was able to read those lips. But, yeah, it was uh, it was fascinating. All right, there's only one other thing I think we need to still talk about in this match. Seamus there's Coleman. There's two other things, but there's Of course there are. Of course there are. We'll get this in early. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's two. All right. Wait, let's All get right. to this one right now. Seamus Coleman subbed off during the first half, seemingly from an injury that he'd picked up during the yeah. first half hour in this match. And the moment I saw that, I thought, you know what? It's been a long time since we've had a good Seamus curse. Yeah. Brian, you got something for us? I do. It's truly one of the longest running traditions <laughs> on this show. And one of my favorite. Yes. it's a, That's what it is. It's a tradition. Like St. Patrick's Day <laughs> or the running of the Bulls. Unlike or, any other, like or, the Masters. Or Punxsutawney Phil. Uh, Seamus Coleman left the field after just 27 minutes with what is now believed to be a thigh injury. Probably a bigger concern for Ireland than it is for Everton, but uh, he did walk off under his own power. So uh, that's positive, but not positive enough to not pronounce a curse on it. That's right. Curse ye, Seamus. Off with you and your lousy lump. <laughs> May you fall on your head. Six horse loads of graveyard clay be upon you. And may you be badly positioned on a windy day. <laughs> they got less cursy <laughs> as it went on. Well, Scott, if there's one thing that I try to make sure I do every day. It's not be ill-positioned on a windy, on a windy day. day. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Well done. He'll Cursed be, as only the Irish can be. He'll be fine. All right, good. <laughs> Spurs 2, Wolves 3. 
There are plenty of goals in this match, so many so that Matt Doherty mm. and Diogo Jota, the aforementioned Diogo Jota, uh, both made the dream team. In this I wish match. I would have been able to watch this whole game. I wasn't. I was because uh, you know reasons I can't can't discuss. This here. one stayed. <laughs> this one stayed fun. It was unfortunate that Manchester United and Everton didn't stay with the. The pace that, it was. that it was there like, was through 1-1. Yeah, it, it was one, both games were like 1-0, 1-0 at the same time. And they were both 1-1 at the same time. And then Spurs Spurs tacked out on that goal 2-1 mm-hmm. at half, right before half. And United-Everton, unfortunately, just stayed 1-1. You know, Dave, you've never provided more unclear analysis and unfinished storylines. I told you I was completely con- unprepared for tonight. So <laughs> this is my contribution. Brian, Absolutely last week. nothing. <laughs> Brian, last week, let me talk to Brian for a little bit here, okay? (laughs) He's got some stats, I think, that we need to discuss, some analysis. Uh, We talked last week about Joda and the Wolves formation change benefiting him. Uh, Is that what led to Joda's 12 fantasy points? No, I mean, they they went back to what they had done done before. They announced a 3-4-3, right? Yeah, and so, I mean, Traore started. I think that was already more than, I, I mean, you're... You still owned him. You're happy to see that he started the match. I was I I sent him out, uh, as I know uh, Dave did as well. Uh, prior to this match, mm-hmm. prior to this game week, and so when I saw him start, I was very frustrated, and I hoped that he would yeah, do. And then anything. he played 74 minutes too. Uh, he still is dealing with the shoulder issue. Uh, Nuno said afterwards he dislocated a, he dislocated his shoulder. It's happened before. He says I'm I'm worried about him. He struggles yeah. with it. It's a lot of pain. So, so Joda still did well here. Is this form yes. good form then? Oh my goodness! Yeah, it has to be. Does it continue? Yeah, they play Brighton next week. Okay. Um, I'm as a Raul owner, I'm happy, and I will stick with Raul and 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 hope that he's the one who gets the goals as opposed to the assists in that Brighton match. Yeah, Joda last season. I mean, Joda scored most of his points. Uh, what from? January on it was the second it was easily the second half of the season so it's taken him it's taken him a lot of the season to kind of uh to kind of get back to feeling it again but I mean he's I mean they're they're it's the reason why I, I'm glad that it worked out with with Doherty because you see where he is again I mean you see his positioning yeah I mean, he's and he's linking up really well I think defensively they struggled obviously uh, which is weird to struggle defensively against the Spurs team that hadn't been able to kick a ball straight for the last few weeks. But no, I, I just think, uh, yeah, I think it definitely can continue. And there are so many options. That's the thing. Uh, they, it's what it's what Lester looks like right now. Mm. You open up their their upcoming fixtures and you just see so many matchups where you're like, yes, that like, there's no. Liverpool there <laughs> like but no I mean just there's so many positive matchups in the next you know in the next few weeks I mean or at least in the next four Brighton West Ham Bournemouth Villa I mean how, how good is that it, it's very good and then Arsenal at home so that's, the first again still very good the first matchup that you look at that you say <laughs> that you say oh that's not like the best is they have to play at Sheffield so but I, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I think the if there's a team that can maintain the form that they're in, it's the Spurs the way they're, or that's, it's Wolves the way they're running right now. Speaking of uh, Spurs, though, Berg Fine scored. He did. Berg Fine. Berg Fine. 
Man, yeah. we are. Scott, you always sound. It's like your whole demeanor changes when you uh, say that guy's last name. That, I have to be Dutch. That, <laughs> that's enough. It's like, it's like Scott turns into a different person when he says that guy's last name. Dutch Scott has to show up. <laughs> yeah. Dutch Scott. Dutch Scott. He just named himself that might stick. Dutch Scott. Will you put on a different hat or shoes whenever you do that? I I would for this podcast, but only if Dave outscores me. His goal. That's a that great bet. Happen. That is the best that bet happen. that you have ever oh suggested in the history of this podcast. The ultimate, the ultimate if, jinxer. Did I, you ever pay up that one bet? No, he hasn't. That was three three years ago. I'll, I'll pay it up. I'll pay it up. All right, next week on Instagram, it's happening. Uh, we'll do Dave something. is going to pay up Andrew, Andrew the ref's Ruff, bet. Yeah. This him. was a was a Sevilla Manchester United yeah. bet yeah. from it's it's uh, a year yeah. and a half ago. Yeah. No, well, yeah, like three months probably. <laughs> All right, it's back, happening. It was back there far enough. I will talk to that. It's a. Hey, I think it was in the knockout round of Europa a year a year ago. Uh-huh. I think I'll be talking to Andrew maybe the ref two years this ago. week and finding He'll out know. He'll how. Know. He'll know the date, the hour, the minute, All the right. time. The last time I tried to get you to pay up, you you said you had a bad knee. I remember that. Right. No, but, it's true. But your knees are fine. No, I'm, I'm feeling fine now. Yep. Get get your you know get your workouts. I, in I, I this don't week. have any physical ailments. Anymore. All right. Um, this was another goal to get back to the match. Bergfein. <laughs> Bergfein. Okay. There we go. Delhi really should have. Dutch scored. Scott. Here we go. Delhi should have scored it. To yes. Credit to Patricio for yes. what yeah, it turned out to, to be a great right, save. Yeah. But Delhi needs to put that one away. And uh, so Delhi gets two assists here. One of them is good and the other one is uh on a on a parried shot so but credit to bergvine for being in the right place the right i mean that's how doggerty scored his goal his assist was real in the build-up to the jota goal but uh no i mean that's that's good i mean you got you got uh returns from attacking people that mattered for spurs who scored the second spurs goal rea Oh right, yes. Serge Aurier, yeah. the uh, defender. And he I... would have he would have probably been in the team because he was the one that would have assisted Delhi's shot yeah. that got saved. Yeah, it it sucks that he he didn't get that. Uh, considering I just transferred him out. You got did? A, got him uh, right after he last did anything significant, and then transferred him out here before this match when he again did something significant. Oh, that is that is sucks. Dave, that's my FPL bad beat of the week. Serge Aurier scoring a goal after I transferred him out. The, that is such offensive that's brutal. nonsense. Yeah, that is the worst that can happen, especially for someone like him. I know. Right. <laughs> uh, Tanganga, terrible match here. Uh, a match to forget. You want to know why? Guess why? Because you own him. I own him. Oh, my goodness. Did you start him? Yeah, I started him. Oh, my gosh. No wonder. He I'm lo- telling you. He looked, he looked terrible. His clearance is what led his bad not clearance is what led to the Doherty goal. I'm sorry, Tanganga. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm gonna pull a Brian real quick and take us back to the Everton United match. Yeah, I missed something back there. What we didn't talk about Bruno Fernandez oh, scoring yeah, that was, ten more fantasy. That points. was my second thing I was gonna. Say. He is in that. He's at that level, isn't he? Where he's got to come in regardless oh, of the negative points. I'm bringing him. Yeah, he's coming into my team this week, no doubt. I've got to figure out some money, but I'm going to... Brian, just now, he was thinking about bringing him in, and now that I say I'm going to, it's completely rethinking. <laughs> you are making me rethink this. I am the ultimate jinxer right now. You, uh, So they have to play uh, Manchester City this week. Yep. That bothers you... Zero. On a scale from uh, green to red, that bothers you <laughs> how much? 
Uh, yellow. <laughs> okay, so that's not zero. <laughs> so about a three. Then. <laughs> about in the middle, Dave. Okay. Moderate. I was trying to give Scott, I was trying to give my best moderate concern does. here. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to do my best, Brian. Which it was. Stuttered. It's not ideal. But it was ruined by the fact does. that you said zero right before that. It's not ideal, but it's a, what we know for sure is a Laporteless uh, Manchester City defense. So it should matter. Man, it, 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 you know what? Is John Stones guaranteed to start? Because oh, if he's guaranteed to start he, after this AF, AF, uh, EFL Cup, easy for me to say, uh, you going to make fun of that, Dave? I already did it myself. It's fine. After that EFL Cup performance he turned in today, yeah. if you tell me John Stones is starting, Bruno Fernandez is getting the captaincy. You can't imagine that he would after that, right? Pep I think he's benched. Pep can't put him back out there. I mean, who's he going to play back there? Um, I don't know. Foden? <laughs> Kyle Walker? He has played Walker at center back before. Fernandinho? Fernandinho has been playing back there. Uh, yeah, I just can't imagine that he starts there again. No, it's the Manchester Derby. It's, I mean, it's it's big time. It's time for Bruno. That, that Derby United, United, has goals in it. United that Derby show has goals. United, yeah. United's been playing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it actually is going to be a fun match, I think, to watch. Yeah, I agree. No, I could do it right now if I had, I could move. Would you? Okay, so Martial is an easy one since they're only separated by what, 0. 0.5 or something like that? I, I could look it up. I refuse. Yeah, Bruno, Bruno <laughs> over Martial. In fact, I, I would make that my transfer, for sure. Okay. That's worth it. It's totally worth it. Dave, as a Martial owner, is that who's going out for Bruno? I mean, you're not going to own both of those guys. No. Well, Scott, in the last three weeks, Martial has 8-8-2. Eight, eight and a two. So it's not like he hasn't been doing That things. is better than I realized. So I, I'm just saying in, in no, the that's same— no, no, That's totally valid. That's better same, than I realized. In the same period, Fernandez has gone— Six fourteen ten. Yeah, it's better, right? <laughs> it's so better. it's 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 twelve points better. Um, I like this. I like the fact that Bruno doesn't seem to be as injury soft as Martial always mm-hmm. has been, and he's not as emotionally. Uh, I don't know. Is Martial? Yeah, yeah, that's what it seems. Well, we haven't seen much of him, but from what I've seen, it that's what it seems like. So no, I would rather at this moment I'd rather own Fernandez over uh, Martial. Hmm. Um. So Everton is playing at Chelsea. Yeah, that matters also very little. No, DCL is going to be up front for me. So, but I think you're you're talking about like Richarlison is in the same. You know, Fernandez is eight point three. Richarlison's eight point eight. Same price, the exact same price. Delhi is the exact same price. Uh. I'm just looking at guys like that. You're, you know, that's that's kind of where you're. It just seems like you're gonna have a tough time going up from like Madison or Grealish, or you're gonna have to make at least two moves. Would you dare do something as insane as selling KDB for for the sake of money to move to someone like Bruno Fernandez? It sounds crazy. It's tough for me to leave KDB. I mean, I feel like if there's one guy I haven't been able to jinx either, it's him. Him and him and, uh, and Obama Yang. But Fernandez, I'm about to jinx him. So we'll find out how my jinxes go. Like, okay. If my jinx power continues, I'm going to bring in Fernandez 
and maybe a couple others. I have nothing to I, lose. I just, at this I point. just know. I mean, I saw you know earlier in the week, FPL you know shared the the tweet from a guy who just talked about you know players in the top that are currently in the top ten. You know, just talked about some of the players that they have or have not had on the season, mostly to make the point that. There's there are so many different ways you can go about this, and KDB was one of the few guys that was like, well, probably they all had him. And there was one manager I think they said that he was ninth manager that's ninth overall uh, in FPL's overall rankings, who has bought and sold KDB like six times, five so, times, so or something like that. And I'm only bringing that up just to say, like, one, there's like there's no. Kind of like there's no wrong way, I guess, right. to go no, about doing true. this. But I'm just saying, like, it just seems there. There, I've seen other pl- other FPL players say, you know, guys with a way higher rank than I have, who are saying, you know what, he's not essential for me. I don't, I don't, I don't see him as a guy that I absolutely have to have for the rest of the season. So, anyway, I just mm. wanted to throw that out there as a as an insane option. That's all. A couple other matches took place in this game week. Brighton nil, Crystal Palace won. I think the highlight of this match was uh, everything off the pitch, starting with uh, Scalato and Zaha getting mm-hmm. into it. While uh, is it Scalato or Shalato? We Scalato. didn't have to say on him. He he's like the ultimate villain. He's like a real life villain. You are judging him on his looks. This uh, is exactly like he how... played the villain in this scenario my favorite was when he did the cry baby like yeah. his yes. his hands under yeah. his eyes he, he turned into an eight-year-old yeah every... because and he got a yellow card he, he got a negative one in this match and he didn't even play yeah for getting a yellow card while warming up <laughs> because he threw the ball back at zaha when That's when he was throwing most... it back on the pitch well, zaha spit did zaha sp- he spit in his direction it was behind him yeah i'm, I'm I don't sure think it was anything to do no, with him. no i don't think so but zaha spit but then zaha was also motioning to the brighton fans who yeah. i think were giving him some grief and then that's when he got hit with the ball it was it was really funny and honestly it's the only thing what i remember the, about this match brian one of the brighton fans called you know it, the sky, sky roaches i know that we but like are the you know do we call them the uh, brighton fans something no, because you can't help where you're born. Okay. <laughs> so it has nothing to do. Has so we we don't do want with, to. You like to talk them. about hoes. We just want to talk about the hove sky roaches. No, they just they outshot Crystal Palace twenty three to twelve. Aaron Moy, Solly March, and Neil Mope took fifteen shots. Brian, who scored the goal for match? them? Jordan Ayew. Of course, I know that already. I just wanted you to say it. Hey, ben, Did, didn't we give him a little love last hey, week? Benteke's back in the assists again. Yeah, he was. Wow. I, you know what? I don't remember what we. I don't remember what. I just know we mentioned IU last week. We might I not have said go buy him. No, I. We I mean, I was more curious oh. just because he's five dollars, five point one now, and he's. You know, he said he's played ninety minutes, like, like every match he, of the season. He's got a chance to give you something every time he gets on the pitch, and I know that that Scott is amazing analysis because anyone. That steps on the pitch could give you something at any moment of a game on the pitch. Dave, you've done it again. Oh my All right, time for Scott's stat of the day. It's the yes. number 12. Number 12. 12 is the number of glasses of wine that I want to you drink tonight. This pod sounds like you already have. <laughs> 12 is... This is the correct answer, Dave. 
Okay. Twelve is the number of whiskers that make up Scalato's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well done. Well, uh, you know, well done. it's filthy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Put a little milk on it. A little, little kitty come up and just lick it off. Weird. That, that's, yeah. That's, no. Yeah, that could happen. Sure. Twelve is the number of points Crystal Palace have earned thanks to Jordan Ayew's goals this oh, season. Okay. He is relevant to their team, and every once in a while, he reminds you that he just might be relevant at his price in fantasy i want to give a manager quote of the week here as well i want to give it to uncle roy and maybe this is just me maybe it's just me being american and and if so just call me out on this but uh uncle roy said this following the match about defeating brighton he said quote it's a remarkable victory because this is a fixture where we haven't done so well in recent years yeah yeah i guess and it's nice to break that hoodoo yeah. End quote. Yeah, you want to now, break the hoodoo. Yeah, we've heard we've we've heard this word used before, but I always thought it was voodoo when you had some kind of hex or curse on you. There's some hoodoo. Where's the hoodoo coming from? That's a is this English? A, yes. Be a thing. Yes. Hoodoo is also uh that's some also some some bad magic. Is it really? Yeah. All right. Well hoodoo. Uncle Uncle Roy taught me something in the rocking chair. Uh, this weekend. Hoodoo. Glad to sit at his feet and learn. First time they won at Brighton in their history, right? I mean, this is their first win at Brighton in the top flight. Or I mean, I feel like this was uh, this was probably worth editing. So relevant. This is probably worth editing. So big that none of us really cared and still it's just don't that care. it's the it's the m23 derby this is a big deal for them and that's why everything was ramped up a little bit i am on the dictionary.com website i'm on wikipedia dictionary.com sponsor us okay do you know what the number one definition of hoodoo is hmm. voodoo voodoo <laughs> wikipedia <laughs> wikipedia <laughs> describes like it that. as uh anything synonymous as or synonymous with voodoo and right. or low country voodoo. So, oh. That's like if the Ooh. look up. Okay. So I'm being elitist when I call it voodoo. Yeah. Voodoo. You know what? I'm I'm okay with that. Voodoo. I'm perfectly fine with that. It's like it's like if the dictionary definition, the first thing under daddy was dada. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't help at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. What I'm taking away from this is Uncle Roy is a little country and I'm elitist. That's what I'm taking. I thought you were going to say you were a little bit I've rock and roll. You've been snobby. <laughs> of course I am. I love Uncle Have you Roy. not been listening to this podcast for the last four years? Hey, look out. Ben Teke is back in the assists. Okay. Good for him. Hey, Newcastle nil, Burnley nil. And that has everything uh, to do with that match that we want to discuss. No, but it, it is worth talking about nil, nil, Newcastle. Nil, 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 Newcastle. They've had seven nil, nil matches this season. Wow. Nil, nil, Newcastle. Do you know why they've had seven matches this season, Dave? Yeah, because only their defenders score. If so their th- defenders don't score, they don't score. So, you know what? I guess they just didn't feel up for it, which No, they had, to, they had to stop Burnley from scoring. Burnley, top 10 Burnley, by the way. Top half of the table. They uh, were definitely up for scoring in this one. This was the first. So first of all, they switched to a 4-4-2. They put Dwight Gale and Almiron up top and moved Joel Ellington 
back. And Why Gale hadn't got, has not gotten many performances this year? No, but we've been saying that he should, and here he did. And Elmeron was given the Man of the Match award by some in this match. Newcastle took 21 shots. Guess how many were from defenders? None. Uh, 14. Zero. Wow. Zero shots from defenders. Take that, All Scott. 21 well, that's shots. why they didn't score. All 21 shots came from attacking players, midfielders and above. And so Matt Ritchie took, that's why I said earlier, Matt Ritchie took seven shots in this match. Wait, isn't he a defender? He's classed as a defender, but in this match, <laughs> right. he's playing not as a defender. So, yeah. no, I mean, they've talked about, Newcastle talked about how they needed to, they, they needed to shake some things up. They were not getting any kind of production. They do shake it up, and they got not any kind of production. So, uh, <laughs> probably, Hey, by the way, they're 14th. They're not safe yet, Dave. Already relegated Newcastle is not, it's not happening, Scott, safe and you know it. yet. I don't know. All right, let's get into sports guessing. As already mentioned, uh, Dave got no returns from his sports guessing team. Matt Ryan, nah. Johnny Evans, nope. Mason Holgate, uh-uh. Harvey Barnes, Mark Noble, Mason Greenwood, Tamu Puki, Lucas Mora. None of them got you anything, Dave. That's amazing. That's like 17. the exact same kind of team you fielded in real FPL. Oh, by the way, we stopped you from picking a blade, but we neglected to stop you from picking a villain. So you got a zero there, too. Uh, what's funny is none of us caught that in the moment. We just all missed it. Just, just it's keep, fine. Kanza got you nothing in game week 28. Shoot. So uh, you're six and nine, exactly where you should be, sliding down, down, down into, well, into uh, a place of nonsense where we'll probably never do this again following this season. But hey, <laughs> we'll keep it up for now because it's it's fun while it's lasting. You have a lot of weeks left to bounce back. Hey, Brian's right. You can... I'm bouncing back this week, Scott. Okay, well, tell us how. Give us your sports guessing team. Sports, sports, guess, guess, guessing. Scott, this week on Sports Guessing. It's more and more obnoxious every time. Scott, this week we're staying with the hot Ben Foster. I don't care if I picked him 10 weeks in a row. We're going with Ben Foster this week. I saw his post-match interview. That guy's going to be a manager in the league. He's awesome. Ben Foster. Defense. Defense. We're going to go with Newcastle. Fernandez is going to score. I need a, I like I need a Newcastle Fernan- uh, goal. And These are reasonable, if, and if this I'm, is wrong. Uh, I'm going with uh, I'm going with going with uh, Doherty. Screw it. I don't what? care. Yeah, Brian, I'm gonna jinx him for you. I'm going with Doherty. I'm also gonna go with uh, Sky Roach's Montoya, and then we'll also go with um, oh man, I almost went with Martin Kelly. We'll go with Nathan Ake. Nathan Ake. Okay, that's, you gravitate towards him. All right. You like Nathan Ake. All right. Just, uh, He's had him in here before? Oh, like two weeks ago. Uh, well, it just happens. It's sports guessing. I don't remember. I know. I get it. Right, why are you picking You can't transfer out someone out every week. All right. This week, midfielders. <laughs> midfielders, midfielders. We're going to go with Nicola Pepe. Okay, your guy. Nicola that Pepe. is the worst thing you could have done is pick a guy that you is on your own team. Nicola you Pepe. Hope, so this is the best. So, so in real life, this is the best choice you could have made. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> We're gonna go with Neves from Wolves. We are gonna go with. Are we okay with him picking a wolf defender and a wolf midfielder? Yeah, Bernardo Silva. What? Yeah, why not? 
I don't even know if he's going to start. Man, you're crazy. We are. <laughs> Brian loves it. We are going to go with. Um, I always want to pick Trez again. Uh, there's no reason to think that Scott McTominay would score, but you know what? He's gonna he's gonna get an assist next week. Okay. Against City. And then is there one more? Is that four? Yeah. I pick four. Go up front. All right, strikers. I'm I'm going for all the marbles this week. I I gotta have a I gotta get on the board here. We are going with. Oh, God, let's gotta pick Newcastle defenders here. Why? Yes, there is. Uh, have I gone with Giroux? I don't think you no, have. No, you have and not. That's, All right, we'll go with Giroux. We'll go with Giroux. Okay, this is this is the kind of gamble that I like. Oh, yeah, this is what this and is And we're going to go with Pookie. No, yeah, did I, two weeks did in I a row? Go, I just go right. with Pookie. I, no, 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 stop. stop, stop. I, well, that's funny. I don't even remember. Let's go with Jesus. Huh. Let's go with Jesus. That's going to be a great one that you get off the bench whenever he comes in. But Who is I like on it. your bench, Dave? On the bench, it will be Guilty Sigurdsson. <laughs> what? <laughs> this team is such glorious garbage. <laughs> and Who's going to be your it. sports guessing captain, Dave? Sports guessing captain, uh, Scott. Um, really, really Dig in the hole. Dig yourself down to the grave. Make it Pepe. I can't yeah. make it. No, I can't make the sports guessing pick for you. You pick for yourself. Scott, who are my midfielders? Pepe, Neves, Bernardo Silva, McTominay. Let's go with McTominay. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> All right. Why do you allow this? All right, because I want this team to be terrible. All right. I'm proving a point well, here, Brian. Brian. J- Brian took Pepe away. I, normally, I try to go with the best option. I just honestly, especially if, picking a squad every week should not beat the average. This should not. I want, okay. I okay. want it to be. Pe- I want it to be Pepe. I'm changing it. I want it to be Pepe. I usually try to go with a captain with the best the guy who's got the best chance of scoring. I, let's go with Pepe. All right. Official change. Very good. In the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast Mini League through Game Week 28, the top three remain unchanged from last week. Kenneth remains in the number one spot, downing young boys. Uh, but there are some new names coming up the table. Royal Rumble, Ben, he is up to fourth. And uh, Pennies and Cents, I see you there at eighth as well with a strong week at 61 points this wow. week. Wow, that'll move you high up the chart. Man, Jeez. oh, man. What did he do? Well, give me, let's give us. Do let's you want to hear his? Let's give a sixty-one point shout out here. That's yeah. a, that's a great score. Well, Tanganga was on the bench, okay, which was definitely a good idea this time. McCarthy in goal, Robertson and TAA in defense alongside Suyunjer. That's so amazing. Not, so you've already said there. four players that you would have said got, absolutely nothing from any of those players. Yeah. That's amazing. Here's the midfield: Saar, Bergfine. Bruno Fernandez, Mo wow. Salah. Wow. Who's his other bench midfielder? KDB. Okay. okay. I, I guess you could have guessed that. Yeah. But, but yeah, still. I, and I, just wanted to, I just wanted to hear for sure. His front line is exactly mine. Jimenez, Ings, and DCL. Wow. So he had a great front seven. Wow. Well so, done. Well done. Yeah, Pennies sure. and cents. All right. Game week 29 will be a return to normal. A full slate of matches. We already mentioned the Manchester Derby is going to be uh, probably a, a big part of that. It's all going to kick off 
early match on Saturday with Liverpool. It's going to end with a Monday match this week, Leicester and Aston Villa. Dave, who's going to who's going to be uh, your your transfer business and who's going to be your captain? I'm bringing Bruno Fernandez in probably for Martial, but I'm not I might be crazy enough to keep both of them, to keep Martial and Fernandez. I know that's going like into the derby, huh? Derby doesn't scare me. Aubameyang is a captain potential for me next week. Vardy home to Villa if he's not injured. It depends on, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And or possibly Bruno Fernandez and or DeBrowna. I Honestly, it's way too early. I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to captain next week. I don't know. I, I would lean Aubameyang right now. What's wrong with that? You have him. I know. I know. I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so Dave doesn't. I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What what a perfect way to end this is Dave's contribution to this podcast, Brian. What are you gonna do? Well, currently I'm doing what everyone else is gonna be doing that owns Mo Salah and having my captain on Mo Salah. Although uh, Wolves playing at home against Brighton is a tempting one given the form. So you know now as Jota. Doherty. That was a Jota owner, yeah. Yeah, Raul Raul's getting consideration for me as a as at least a captain, if not yeah, you know, maybe maybe for sure a vice captain. There's no doubt about that. It's hard to look away from Liverpool still though. I know that I they know. lost, but hosting Bournemouth, you're gonna tell me five goals is a possibility if they if they rage score on them. Uh for what it's worth, the last five times Liverpool have played Bournemouth home and away, it has ended in order 4-0, 3-0, 4-0, 3-0, Wow. So, and Liverpool is uh, the winner in each of those. Of course. In case you didn't, uh, didn't know. I suspected no less. There have been no less than three goals scored in Liverpool-Bournemouth since 2016. Wow. Yeah, I got to go Liverpool captain on that, right? Mo Salah is my... Attacking yeah, red. I mean, yeah. So Mon- so obviously Mane and Salah are back to it again. TAA just for have. fun because sure. who cares I mean, at this point? And yeah, I mean, there's there's so many options here. But yes, I mean, I would love to have Aubameyang this week. I would way rather have Aubameyang this week than say Firmino. I, I, if I could make that move, I would do that move. But that's a lot of money. So, But Aubameyang playing, who do they play? West Ham? Yeah, they're home to West Ham. Home to West Ham. I mean, that's... That they're not taking a ton of shots. That's the one dumb thing about Arsenal that continues to be dumb about them. Uh, for all of their attacking uh, prowess, they keep getting like eight shots a match since Arteta got there. So, but still, there's, they feel like they're good viable options this week. I want to somehow take Grealish and Ings and turn them into Bruno. And maybe Jordan Ayew or something like that. Yeah. Um, it, it would it would you know shuffle my lineup around a little bit because I probably wouldn't lead with Jordan Ayew, but I really want to do what it takes to get to Bruno. Uh, and I've already mentioned I think I'm going to have to go Salah captain with uh, Raul as my vice captain, uh, just in case that might be necessary. There, Dave, we're staying active. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Our website, FantasySoccerFC, 
Facebook.com. Socials everywhere. Patreon.com slash FSFC. Join Diane. Yes, we are thankful for her and thankful for you for listening. Hey, listen, this is one of those things where every year this thing grows a little bit more. That's it. And uh, this season has been a first of its kind for us in that those of you who have joined us, you have stayed with us. You are listening to us throughout the year, and we're glad for that. We do this because it's a blast. And then, you know what? Recording this podcast is my f- my favorite thing to do every week, Dave. You know what my second favorite thing to do is every week? Listening to it? Listening to this oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. I enjoy listening to this podcast. You can also now listen to us on Spotify. Yep. So if you prefer Spotify, feel free to check us out there. SoundCloud, instead. iTunes as well, and or... Almost any place. Yep. In fact, if you find a, uh, if you find a medium, sure, platform. If you find a platform, a spirit, a spiritist. If you find a spiritist platform or medium, <laughs> yeah, I mean a medium. And and a location where you don't hear us, let us know so we can try to get there. Is that fair? Oh yeah. L- listeners out there, Twitter, email us. However, Facebook us. However you want to do it, if you find some place that we're not, you know, hey, I use this all the time and you're not there, I would like to listen to you there. Let us know. We will try to get there. For the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>